You are listening to a podcast from Villanova University on iTunes U. This podcast is from an event held by the Office of International Studies about studying abroad in the fall of 2007. For more podcasts like the one you are listening to now, please visit www.villanova.edu forward slash iTunes. because we're recording this in case you forget something, you can listen to us again online. Um, or if your parents are interested, they can listen to us again online as well. And as I said earlier, our website has a wealth of information on it for you. Um, I forgot to say, congratulations, by the way, on getting accepted and on taking this step and on going overseas. You're going to have a wonderful time. I know that the paperwork may have given you a headache, but you will find that when you get to South Africa or Italy or... Australia. It's well worth it. Um, and so congratulations on that. Uh, visa matters really quickly. I hope everybody has a passport. If you don't have a passport, please don't tell me because I'm liable to just faint right now. Um, some of you might need a visa. Your respective host university or program provider will send you explicit details on what you need to do to get your student visa. Please follow the instructions given to you clearly and carefully. 
If you happen to have a buddy at Caltech who's going to Spain as well, and he or she is applying for a visa, and it's different from what you have been told to do, please do what you need to do because um, the consulate jurisdictions are different. So the San Francisco Spanish consulate might require different papers from the people in California than the Philadelphia or New York one does. Just read the instructions, read what's required of you, and follow it to a T. Uh, I had a young lady who filled out her application, student visa application form, with blue ink instead of black, and it got rejected. So do not let that be you. Uh, insurance. As the video mentioned, yeah, again, I'm so sorry about that video, the footage, but I hope that you were able to gain some information from it. Everybody needs to get insurance, health insurance coverage for, um, while they're overseas. Some of you on program providers, I think that's provided through your program. Um, some of you go into Australia and New Zealand. It's required by the government, so your host university is going to um, require you to enroll in the Australian or the New Zealand government insurance. Others of you need to make sure that you have it. Again, in our student handbook that you were given, there's a section on health insurance, and we give you uh, names of about six of them that do nothing but cover students while they're overseas. It covers you not only if you get sick, but God forbid you get hospitalized. God forbid we have to ship you home in a body bag, whatever the need be. <laughs> I said God forbid. Um, such insurance covers it, all right? Just make sure you get insurance. Uh, okay, moving right along. Um, don't forget the box outside if you have anything to turn in. If you don't have your prior approval form in, I don't know what you're waiting on. We, re we really need that. Um, again, your acceptance letter, uh, passport page, photo page, your visa if it's applicable, flight itinerary, and the signed release, which we email to you. And if you don't have it via email, we have green ones outside. So please drop everything off in the box. If you need to mail us something later, that's fine. Do not panic. But d please don't leave the country without sending in the information that you need. Okay, so your prior approval form, you guys know what it looks like. It looks like you've either worked with me or you've worked with my colleagues, Levi and Liz and Lance, on this matter. Um, inevitably, you're going to get overseas and you're going to find this new exciting course in Australia. I don't know, underwater basket weaving that you just have to take to fulfill your fine arts. That's fine. You can do that. Um, but please visit our lovely website that my colleague, Elizabeth, um, why is this? Okay, here we go. She came up with this wonderful template. All you have to do is go to the website, fill out the template, use it like such, and fill it out, send it to the respective professor that needs to um, sign off on the sociology course, the mathematics course, the finance course, whatever the course might be. And then um, in the, you also need to CC the advisor in our office that you've been working with, whether it's me or Liz or Levi or Lance. And then that way when the professor um, you know, wants to grant approval for it, he or she will reply all and will have it. Okay, so that's all you have to do. Uh, it's a very simple matter. If you do not do this, you risk the chance of the courts not being approved for Villanova credit. And I am actually working with a couple students who studied abroad last spring and last fall and are not getting credit for a certain course because they did not receive pre-approval in advance. Okay? I'm not asking you to fly home from Shanghai to get your course pre-approved, but I, I am asking and requiring that you do this via the online template. You also risk, if you don't do it, oh, look at how cute this piece PowerPoint is that Liz did for me. Um, the negative effects. One, the one thing that my students call about most is the parking pass. 
you're not going to get your parking pass if your credit's not approved because that credit's not going to be on your Villanova transcript. It will affect your financial aid. Your parents are going to call me, and all I'm going to say to them is talk to your student because they know what the policy is and procedure is. Um, also, if you're graduating and you're doing your senior audit, uh, registering for your courses when you get back, you're going to have a massive headache, and this can be avoided simply by following instructions and directions, and that's filling out the email template to get your course approved. Does anybody have any questions on course approval? Okay, business students, where are we? Voila, look at you all. All right, remember, you can take a maximum of two business classes abroad. Okay, so that's a finance and a marketing. It's a, an MIS and an accounting class. International econ does not count against those two. Capiche? If you sign up for three marketing classes, one of them's not going to count for squat. All right? Okay, finance majors? You are allowed to only take one finance class abroad per semester. So you're going to take a finance class and a marketing, a finance and accounting, a finance and an underwater basket weaving, but you're not taking two finance classes. Okay? All right, I don't know of any other stipulations off the top of my head that I needed to drill into you, but that was definitely one of them because I have had a few business students go abroad and take three business classes and one doesn't count for anything. Um, also bear in mind you cannot enroll for distance learning while you're overseas and I don't know why anybody would want to do that. You're in South Africa. Enjoy South Africa. Okay? You don't need to be tied to Villanova by you know, taking that one online class and it's not going to count for credit either. So even though if you try to do it and you're allowed to do it, in the end you're not getting that credit. So please don't sign up for distance learning. Um, you also cannot sign up for a class pass-fail. All classes must be for credit, even though the, the actual grade, I'm sorry, all classes must be letter graded, even though the actual grade is not affecting your GPA. You guys understand this, right? You have to make a C or better in order for the credit to transfer back towards your Villanova degree. We capiche this? All right, if you get a C minus, the class is not going to count towards your Villanova degree. But you cannot elect to take a course pass-fail. You won't get credit for it even if you pass it. All right, all classes must be letter graded. Um, financial matters. Remember the tuition policy, which is also on our website. It's in the back flap of your OIS folder that you've been given. You will all be billed Villanova tuition regardless of where you're going, and you'll get a separate bill from your program provider or your host university for housing or non-tuition fees. Um, if your parents call me about this, I'm going to tell them to talk to their student because the student knows this policy. It's also in our handbook and it's also on our website. Um, so you're getting two bills, one from Villanova just for tuition and then one from the University of Melbourne for housing, um, for your insurance and for anything else that you should choose to enroll in with them that's non-tuition related. Does anybody have any questions about that? All right, also remember that in billing you the Villanova tuition, you'll still remain enrolled in the Villanova system. You'll have Novus' access as if you were here on campus. You can register for your fall classes just as if you were here on campus. There's actually a section in the handbook you were given about registering from while you're overseas. Remember the time difference. If you get a 10 a.m. window of registration time, that's Villanova time and not Zimbabwe time. All right, you're going to have to get up at 3 in the morning and register for classes or designate a buddy to do it for you or have your parents do it for you, but because you're um, registered in Villanova system just as if you're here, you could do your course scheduling as if you were here as well for the following term. Any financial aid that you have will follow with you for the semester you're overseas. 
Um, and I think that's all I had to say on financial matters. Does anybody have any questions on that? Okay, disciplinary. Remember that you are a Villanova student, so you're still held liable to the Villanova Code of Contact, Conduct, okay? This is not Las Vegas. What happens abroad does not stay abroad. If you should get into disciplinary issues, troubles overseas, you'll have to face the Dean of Students here on campus as well. Um, I am proud to say that we don't get many students that are disruptive overseas, but there have been a couple. I think we had to send somebody home the two semesters ago. Please don't let that be you. You all look like a well-behaved bunch. Oh, laptop support while you're overseas. I think some of you might be expecting new laptops or something. There's um, a, a website on this, uh, excuse me, a PDF on this on our website. Also, the laptop people are getting a list of the students who are going overseas. So do they do a, a change at the end of the spring semester, Liz? I don't know, guys. Do they do a change at the end of the spring semester? I think so. Sophomores, okay, so it, somebody will be in touch with you in that matter. If you should have um, laptop issues while you're overseas, please let it, visit the website and contact the person's name listed on here. They will help you. They will still give you laptop support while you're overseas. Last semester, I had a couple of students in London who had laptop issue, and they got support. Um, so just because you're off campus does not mean you're not going to get support. Um, while you're overseas, we highly encourage you to register with the U.S. Embassy. Those of you going on program providers, they probably will do it for you, but check with your respective program, be it CIE or IES. Those of you going um, direct, please visit our website to link to the State Department's website to register yourself while you're overseas. Basically, it's just letting the State Department know um, that you know, you're studying abroad for a semester, um, your contact information. This helps for two reasons. One. God forbid evacuation is necessary. They know how many American citizens to um, accommodate for. Two, if you should misplace your passport, if you're in their system, it will expedite. It'll be easier to renew your passport while you're overseas, but nobody's going to lose their passports, right? Nobody's going to forget it on the bus or anything. Um, okay, and emergency cards in the back of the, um, the handbook. You'll notice there's two sets, okay? One set's for you to take with you, and on the back side of it, there's a section where you can fill out important information. The other set is for you to leave for your parents. Does anybody have any questions? Elizabeth? All right, guys. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name's Liz Howe. Um, seen some familiar faces in the audience, so um, today basically I'm going to do a little spiel on culture and kind of get you prepared for your culture shock and all the stuff that you're getting ready to uh, basically take on overseas. Um, a lot of people think, I hear from the people that are going to, who's going to an English-speaking country? <laughs> How many people chose an English-speaking country because they thought, hey, they speak English, I'll be fine? Admit to it. See? Okay. Those, you guys are the ones that are at risk the most, I think, at least, for some of the culture shock. Because you're thinking, hey, it's going to be fine. I speak English. They speak English. You guys are the ones that, uh, is, it's going to be the biggest problem because there are going to be cultural differences. Even though they speak English, it might not be the same English. 
So uh, there's going to be cultural differences. The people that are going to non-English speaking countries, you already know it's going to be different. People speak another language, you're already getting yourself ready for it. So it's those people that um, are going to that English speaking country. Prepare yourself, okay? Do your research. So we have a saying in our office, don't worry, it's cultural. Um, don't worry, it's cultural. The Irish haven't sent the transcripts for six months. You know, don't worry, it's cultural. Uh, I didn't get a return phone call from somebody in South Africa. You know, it's just cultural. They take their time, you know. Don't worry, it's cultural. The Germans are there immediately, like before anything even starts, right? So it's these little cultural things that are what will make your experience unique. It's what makes the country and the culture unique. You're going to see things that are like America, but I want you, my job here today is really to encourage you to seek out those things that make your country special and that make, uh, it's going to make your experience more rewarding and more special. But remember that that's why you're going, um, that's why you're going abroad really, is to see something different. It shouldn't be like Villanova, so make sure that you're seeking out the stuff that isn't the same, okay? So how many people did that wonderful online pre-departure orientation that doesn't have any sound? Good for you. Um, for those of you who have not completed it yet, it still doesn't have sound. It might not ever have sound. There, there's about a half of people, uh, half the people here looks like they completed it okay. You can complete it by just watching the PowerPoint. But, so these are a couple of um, responses that I've gotten from people as far as one of the questions in that online pre-departure is, what is culture? Okay, so here's some culture, what is culture, right? My favorite one is nice, short and simple, okay? The total way of life of any given people. So that's what you're getting yourself into. That's what we want, our goal for you is to get as immersed in the culture of wherever you're going. So to get as immersed in the total way of life of the people that live in that country, okay? Uh, so this is, I'm a visual learner, okay? So this is, uh, this is my visual. So there's the analogy, the culture is like an iceberg where uh, basically all the things that are above the surface are the things that you can see. So what people are wearing, how they express their religion, uh, their hair, their music, all those things that you can, you can copy, really. You know, you could go and uh, dress like a Spaniard, or, you know, you can copy the, those types of things. Um, you can eat like the French, or read the books, you know, that uh, your country is reading. So those are the outward expressions of culture, right? But all these underneath things, those are kind of, that's the good stuff. That's the stuff that um, basically is why the culture is the way that it is, right? It's the underlying reasons for the outside, the outward stuff. So those are the things, yeah, it's fine if you go and you buy your Italian boots and you look like an Italian, right? But um, the, why are they wearing those types of things? Why are they doing that? What, what's the reason behind it? Those are the questions that you want to ask. Those are the cool things. That's where you're going to get... Um, kind of some neat cultural exchanges, I guess, trying to learn a little bit more about where you are, okay? So I want everyone, I'm just, this is a brief introduction to culture, do a little bit more reading about it, do a little bit more searching into it, because that's really what's gonna make your experience unique, okay? Uh, I know the video <laughs> talked about culture shock. Okay, everyone's gonna go through culture shock. It's just the way it is, okay? Um, this is, a great example just to show you the ups and downs of culture shock. I showed this to one of my students once and she looked at me and she goes, oh my God, am I really going to go through all of that? And it's, it's true, you really do. You really do go through all these ups and downs. Um, and that's okay, all right? And don't think that uh, just because you're having a bad day that you have to come home, okay? 
So there's really, there really are ups and downs. There's going to be things that are challenging. There's going to be things that are spectacular. Um, but just know that it's out there and, you know, prepare yourself, mentally prepare yourself to deal with some of this stuff, okay? So I just want to throw that out there, all the ups and downs of studying abroad. My favorite thing to point out to you guys is that going home is actually right in the center, okay? It's a little bit more towards, towards the right, but it's almost exactly in the center. So that means the culture shock doesn't end when you get on the plane to come home. In fact, all, we're going to have some return students come in and talk um, at the end, and they're probably going to tell you, you know what, the culture shock actually gets worse once you can get home. Because everyone here, well, they're just going to have been here. And you've been rock climbing and surfing in South Africa. And you know what I mean? You've been doing all this amazing stuff, and they've just been here. So, <laughs> I, I, seriously. So coming home is probably one of the most challenging things. So prepare yourself for that too, okay? It's, I know most of you don't want to think about, you can barely wrap your brain around leaving, right? Most of you can't even think about coming home, but just know that that's going to be another challenging thing in, um, in your journey, okay? And um, we have a student group that is full of returned students um, that are going to come and talk to you, but know that that's out there for you when you get back, that there's an outlet for you. Um, after you've had all these amazing experiences, you can come back and connect with people who have also done similar things and and your family's sick of looking through your pictures and your friends are sick of looking through your pictures, we'll look through your pictures, okay? So the student groups will look through your pictures with you, okay? Uh, so that's the culture shock. Just kind of put that in your mind. Uh, what's this? Oh, okay, WMD. This came from a conference that Hoda went to with, um, no, it is not weapons of mass destruction. Um, WMD was uh, a piece of advice, a mnemonic device for you to remember what you should be doing to prepare yourself, okay, to prepare yourself for going to your country, okay, to so going to study abroad. So WMD stands for Wikipedia, Movies and Music, and Daily Newspapers, okay? Read the newspaper from Melbourne. Uh, go, and, go to Blockbuster and rent Australian movies. Wikipedia is the easiest tool to use. Type in anything and it'll give you the history, the uh, extra websites to go to, okay? Don't just go into the country that you're going to, the city that you're going to. Don't just go blindly. Don't just pack your bags and leave, okay? Do your research beforehand. That's going to make those ups and downs so much smoother. And you'll have a bit of knowledge before you go, okay? So it's not just getting off the plane and not knowing where you are or anything like that, okay? So Wikipedia, movies and music, and daily newspapers. We have a link on our website. Uh, I think it's, I don't know where it is. It's on, um, it's basically world newspapers. We have a page that links you to world newspapers, okay? I think you can also go to like worldnewspapers.com or something like that. Just Google it. Find a, a newspaper. Some of them are going to be in English. If you're going to a country that speaks Spanish, though, read it in Spanish. Start getting used to reading the language and seeing it everywhere, okay? Start prepping yourself for it, okay? So WMD, not weapons of mass destruction, Wikipedia, movies and music, and daily newspapers, okay? Um, so these are just a couple of things, just to reiterate some of the things that we've been talking about today. Follow the media, see what's going on in your country, study the culture, you know, do the, look at the news. Um, some more, like, just, I guess, little things to do. Get some money before you leave, okay? Um, plan to, or plan to get some currency once you get there, okay? Sometimes it's good to just have $100 worth of cash or 100 pounds worth of whatever, okay? 
just so you have some money so you know you can take a taxi once you get there or whatever, okay? Just to have some cash, buy a coffee, maybe you're hungry, right? Okay? Um, make the copies of your passport. We collect them, um, but leave some for home. Take some with you in your suitcase. Carry it in a different place than your passport. That passport is who you are, right? You don't want to lose it. I saw somebody, I don't, it might be somebody in here, and I thought it was spectacular. Someone went to Kinko's, got a photo color copy of their passport, and then laminated it. I thought that was awesome. I mean, I'm a dork, but I thought that that was awesome, <laughs> okay? So you could do that. That might cost you 10 bucks or something, but that was a great idea, I thought, to just have, like, not just a Xerox copy, but an actual colored, laminated copy. I'm going to do it. Um, and then just make sure that people know where you're going to be. This isn't just your flight there and your flight back either, okay? Like the video said, make sure if you're doing any traveling on the weekends or anything like that, that somebody knows where you are, okay? Somebody knows where you are in case something happens, all right? We just make sure that um, you're giving your itinerary out to the people who need to know, okay? Doesn't necessarily mean us. You don't need to email us and tell us I'm going to Barcelona for the weekend. You can just tell your program provider, whoever your uh, coordinator is on site, okay? Um, this, is my, this is my favorite little visual for you today. I cannot tell you how many parent phone calls we get, okay? Just pa this past week, uh, a mom called and told us that her daughter was sick. What could we do, okay? Now, her daughter's in wherever, right? We can't do anything, okay? So this is my example, all right? It's an emergency situation, okay? There's, her car's broke down. It's emergency. So imagine an emergency with you in your country, okay? So this is an example of, a, of an emergency. Who do you call? Well, who you've been calling for all of your life are these people, mom and dad, okay? All your life, there's an emergency. You call mom and dad, right? Okay, they've always been there to help you, okay? But look where they are. They're in the U.S. You're overseas, okay? What are they going to do? They're going to call us. That's us. <laughs> it's not really us, but it's close enough, okay? So that's us. So they're going to call us. What are we going to do? Well, we're going to call your person overseas, whoever your program is, whoever your um, provider is, we're going to call them, okay? So what could you have done all along? You could have just called your program directly. They're going to give you their phone numbers. They're going to give you their emergency contact information. Use it. If you are sick, do not have your mom call our office, okay? We can't do, it's not that I don't want to hear that you're sick, and it's not that I'm not worried about you, but I can't help you, okay? We can't help you immediately, all right? So if there's an emergency, you need to contact somebody that is there, that can, is on site, that can help you immediately. I know that that was one of the questions for those of you who had done that online pre-departure. I know that that was one of the questions that was online. Um, who do you contact in case of an emergency? Oh, we got all kinds of answers. My insurance company, my best friend, my, my mom, my dad, all kinds of answers. All right, everyone who's here in the U.S., if it's a real emergency, don't call someone in the U.S., okay? Call whoever can help you immediately, whether it's the 911 or just depending on the uh, seriousness of the emergency, okay? So I can't impress that upon you enough, all right? Okay. Did you like the visual? It was good. That'll, you'll remember that, all right? And make sure that you share this with your parents, too. We also get all those phone calls that, uh, my daughter would kill me if I call, if she knew I was calling, so tell your parents, Mom. <laughs> we will absolutely, we love to talk to parents, but um, not about things that you guys should be dealing with, okay? because um, they can't help, they're, they're from far away. So make sure you're having these discussions with your parents before you leave, right? That you're saying, Mom and Dad, I'm going to be 
thousands of miles away, okay? Maybe I can't talk to you every day like I talk to you every day here, okay? That's gonna get expensive. So just make sure you're sitting down and you're talking with them about expectations as far as communication and all that kind of stuff, okay? Any questions about that? Cool. Uh, now, I would like to introduce the Villanova International Studies Association. And these are our people that are our returned students so that this is gonna be an opportunity for you when you return to become part of this organization. And then we're gonna have, we're gonna go out into breakout groups. And so if you have specific questions for a staff member, um, you can have time to ask that. We'll do a uh, group Q&A too before you get up. And, um, and then we'll break out into different groups for different countries. Levi will tell you where to go. And we're gonna have representatives from Visa that are gonna be here to talk to you about. So if you have questions about what should I bring for Spain or uh, what's it like in London or whatever, okay? These people are here, they've been there, they've gone through it, they can give you advice, okay? Cool? Uh -oh. Hi everyone. Uh, I'm Ryan. I'm Marissa. And we're president and vice president of Visa. Um, as Liz said, you know, we're here to offer you um, some ad peer advising, uh, a student-to-student -student perspective on um, getting ready to go abroad. We've, we've all just been there and uh, had great experiences. And uh, so we're, we're here to act as like an additional resource to uh, Liz and Levi and Hoda. And if you need, um, um, yeah, if, you, if you're nervous about something, want to ask uh, where to go, something to see specifically, like where, um, for where you're going, or if you want like travel advice, anything like that, anything at all, we're here to, uh, to help you out. And uh, we have, we did some recruiting this semester, so we have students who have gone all over a bunch of different countries, so we have plenty of resources for you. And uh, you want to say anything? Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Just we've been there. It's kind of like our motto is like, you know, before you go, if you have any questions, like just ask us. Or if you don't have any specific questions and you just want us to talk about things that you might think are important, like what's the main mode of transportation? Like what kind of cultural things should you be prepared for? Like. Um, don't be afraid to ask the email address. Go away, Nova. Is <laughs> there for you? So, um, and we hope that you join when you come back to advise other students um, for their study abroad experiences, because we know you'll all be really excited right when you get back. So, thanks. Absolutely. Okay. So these are our. Okay. I don't have a lucky toss. Say goodbye. One of the things that I wanted to say is uh, we're going to be podcasting this online, so for all of those that were snoozing in the back or the front, um, you can still listen to it. You can still listen. So over, over and over. Again. So if you missed the dulcet tones of Liz's voice while you're abroad, um, tune in or tune out. So um, the other thing that we're going to try and do with our office is maybe get more and more podcasts up over the next uh, couple months. So keep checking in with iTunes because we're cool. Um, what we're going to do now is some breakout groups in conjunction with our friends from Visa. Uh, please, 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 when you guys are abroad, um, feel free to contact them with questions. Also, keep in mind when you're abroad, you're going to have a really great time, hopefully. Um, when you come back, we want to enlist you to do the kind of things that these guys do. Uh, it's a student organization, runs your student life. Um, for all those resume boosters out there, it's a way to get involved on campus, kind of share your experiences with other people, and ultimately, you know, use it as a leadership position and put it on a resume. Um, I'm doing a recommendation for a student right now who's involved, and I can say he's part of Visa. Even though it's been a very short span of life, it 
still something. So what we're going to do now is break out into groups. And this is a chance for you guys to meet some people that are going to your countries, or that have been to your countries. People with asterisks are actually people that we have representatives coming to talk to you for. So um, Australia, you can see the asterisks. I don't need to explain those. Um, there's cookies and water there. Nice. So if you guys are hungry, yeah, that's why I'm yeah. <laughs> So if nothing else, grab a cookie. Um, I really do encourage you, though, um, especially for the people. We're all going to be wandering around. So uh, before you leave, don't leave yet. Um, we will do a question and answer. If you have any pressing OIS questions or questions for Visa, you can ask them now. But start thinking because for those uh, of you who have representatives at your room, this is a really good chance for you, if nothing else, to talk to them. With us not there, find out about your program, um, pick their brains about the cities, the country you're living in. I mean, this is your life. You're going there for a semester. And, uh, it's a way for you guys to get excited, get some good stuff from them. So um, make note of where you're going. There's also people outside with signs, kind of like a tour group to get off the plane. So look for the people of England, for Denmark, who's Ryan, uh, etc. Oh, oh, the numbers are just how many people are going to each country as well. So if you see you're just one, you can come talk to us. But, um, so you know how many people you would be expected to be able to uh, I would like to say for all the Ireland people, since that's one of my programs, everybody going to Galway, um, I think we're meeting in the back because it's such a large group. Um, everybody that's here going to Ireland, don't take off yet. I'd like to talk to everybody. You're all in trouble. Um, no, I mean not, but I just want to talk about some program stuff. Um, and other than that, um, let's open the floor up to questions. Uh, did you guys all get enlightened by what we talked about today? But they, I you guys have any questions about study abroad? Sure. If, like, if we're doing more than one semester abroad, do we have to do this again? <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't do that, do we? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 I mean, we can't do it again. Since it's outgoing spring, there's probably not too many people that are going abroad again. No, you won't have to do it again. For <laughs> um, those that are going for multiple semesters, summer, though, definitely make sure you're staying in touch with our office getting your stuff in because we will, this isn't where it stops right now, I mean, just because you're going away for three semesters, um, stay in touch with us, um, we will have paperwork and things that you'll have to do throughout the semester, so. And if you guys are asking emails to me, uh, just to warn you guys, I'm going to be sending out draft emails throughout the semester, so just make a little box, you can even like create a little rule and put it in your OIS or Zendrod folder. Um, I'll be sending those out, but if you get an email from me that says you must come to the pre parker meeting, well, you can say I'm actually in any day or a or whatever, and I won't wrap you. Okay. I know there has to be more questions out there. We are, we're not that good. Bueller? You said we have to send in our visa stuff yep. uh, before we go. What happens if, well, we have the visa application stuff, but we have to go pick it up right before we leave. Sure. And if we mail it, we won't get there until after we leave. Sure. Right? Here's the deal. With all your paperwork, and a lot of you, and we said this earlier, a lot of you haven't uh, submitted your paperwork and you simply don't have it, whether it's an acceptance letter or a visa or whatever. Um, these are things that should be turned in now. They should be turned in before the end of the semester, but we need them before you really get on the plane. Um, if you don't have your visa, get it to us as soon as you can. These can be sent to us over email. Um, facts, generally, it's not like it's a house of painting, things are all rearranged, so try to stay away from that, but uh, email, if you have a scanner, you can do that, just send them right to us, um, and as soon as possible. It's only for your benefit. If you lose your passport overseas and don't have a copy, 
the reason we want it is so that we can send you your numbers so you can get a new passport a little bit quicker. Um, flight itineraries, emergency information, you know, if the plane goes down, God forbid, we like to know where our students are and we need to do anything about it. Things happen, things happen, how do you get down Okay, so if I'm not Anybody else? Oh, that's good. Did you something? This podcast was produced by Villanova University.